You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we talked to uh, Meekum, Frank, Frank Meekum, Meekum yeah. about uh, some really cool cars coming up, expensive cars, race cars coming up at his uh, Meekum auction. I even learned a few things. Learned a few things about GT40, or did we? <laughs> We're going to have to listen to find out, because now I'm officially confused. But uh, we get into the Ken Miles uh, GT350R yes. car. I don't know. You got a guess on that car, price-wise? Uh, I have three million. Yeah, I had I had mine start with a two because a, a GT three fifty R. Some reason they can't pop. They're always mm, petering out at like five seventy five. All in, all right. <laughs> all I'll, in three million. I'll, I'll go all in uh, two six five. Okay. All right. Let me hit uh, Tommy John. Secret to staying sweat free this summer. Tommy John's summer ready ultra breathable underwear and bras. Cool cotton underwear. For men and for women, it's like having your own AC unit, your on-body AC unit. I'm wearing mine right now. I do the same thing. I work out and wearing the T-shirt right now. Hit it every night, work up a sweat, and then I just walk around the house and just dry while they're on me. That would never work in other underpants. You wouldn't even want to try. They have lounge pants, lazy day joggers, soft zoom-ready tees, and polos as well. Upgrade to Tommy John today. Enhanced, breathable design. This stuff is the best. You will not go back to what you're wearing. We all wear them here, and it's just the damn best. It's the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guarantee. Tommy John, no adjustment needed, right, Matt? Yeah, for a limited time, go to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast to get 20% off site-wide. That's TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. See site for details. Hey, 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 this is NFL Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. I'm excited to announce the launch of my new podcast, Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis podcast. I'll be talking with friends, family members, old teammates, athletes, celebrities, moguls. And guess what? I'll be talking to you. Listen, this is all in the search for everyday greatness. So I'm asking you to come along with me on this ride. Download new episodes of Everyday Greatness, the Ray Lewis podcast, every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on PodcastOne.com. It's not what you have. It's what's inside of you that actually inspires greatness. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, gentlemen, friend. Uh, what show are we doing? It's CarCast. Matt Carlin's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How are you? I'm well. You know, we uh, uh, we were did a show earlier this week with uh, Goldberg and Alistair Weaver from Edmonds, and mm-hmm. we did uh, uh, more into the new F-150, and you and I were talking about the debut of the F-150 and kind of love that feature of the onboard generator. You can run the power outlets, and then you can run the you know the big two twenty. It's got a lot more current, a lot more amps uh, on the hybrid model. You know, we were just I well, don't know. We well, were we getting were, into. We were geeking out a little. I was because mm-hmm. I'm not. 
I'm not a, a big American car fan, and I, I am a bigger fan of the American truck than I am of the American car per se. And I've always been I like the you know I have a dually, I have a three fifty F three fifty dually, and that kind of thing. And it's you know in in the bang for your buck department, obviously the the Ford F one fifty is about about as much as you, you can get, but. I like the idea that they're crossing over into this hybrid world because first things first, I think you said the range was 700 miles. 700 miles on a tank of fuel, the combination of the the, the gas and the battery. 700 miles, 12,000 pound towing capability. 12,000 pounds. Yeah. So your, your basic, I don't know, we have a couple of trailers, I don't know. They're 1,000 pounds or 1,500 pounds or something like mm-hmm. that. But the aluminum ones, the open ones, mm-hmm. even the closed ones gotta, can't be more than 2,000 pounds. There's an electric motor on there. Um, the car it's towing is 3,000 pounds. So yeah. You're five or 6,000. And uh, there is a 47 horsepower, I believe, 47 horsepower uh, electric motor. Um, I don't know the total torque capacity. But again, it's like in the world of, you know, of – turbo you know six cylinders and stuff you get a little bit of that turbo lag and how do you gear it up to make enough power to tow efficiently Mm -hmm. the idea of having an electric motor and a hybrid model can give you that you know that off the line torque Mm -hmm. you know and as that engine starts to kick in and i Mm -hmm. bet it's much smoother for towing much smoother just getting on that on ramp onto the freeway with a trailer just getting up to speed like i just think overall ford is doing their best to make the effort of the electric motor and the hybrid technology to Mm -hmm. benefit the way you use it right Mm -hmm. this isn't all about hey it needs a huge range and it's toyota prius and whatever right and it's also like you know, it's not LaFerrari or P1 going, hey, we use the electric motor just, you know, to dig out of the turns and, and whatever. Like, it's the right combination in the towing world, I think. But I like that it has a generator, and I like that yeah. you can plug 220 or 240 into it. And, I, I, you know, the notion of being able to work power tools off it, you know, I've been on a lot of like remote job sites and stuff like that, and some that have to run off generators and you hear them just running all day. Yeah, you know, and uh, except for the Hondas, which are really quiet, <laughs> they are quiet. What about going from one side to the other, and you got a you, your your cordless tools? You can charge them on the way. Oh yeah, you and uh, you're explaining the full recline airplane. <laughs> yeah, seats. it's got like business class seats in it. Anyway, in the front. It, it's impressive, and uh, Alistair's uh, it hasn't driven it yet. It was just a but his his initial impressions are it's good like the stuff looks good uh, the technology seems good and the question i brought up to him was hey when you have i don't know a dozen electric motors in the seat so they can all fold down and go flat and the center console shifter that folds flat uh, is technology good enough we can that's good for five six eight years or does all that stuff gonna break at some point. Mm-hmm. And and his feelings is like it's it's pretty good. And we've got over the year updates. Like when we got one of the new Jaguar models and uh once you got in it, you know, the shifter, the little round shifter dial pops mm-hmm. up out of the dash mm-hmm. and all the AC vents spin around, mm-hmm. you know. We looked at it and go, yeah, what's the chances those aren't going to work? Two of them will spin. Right. They've actually all been working the whole time, like right. in the several models. So I I don't know. I think we're getting better at that. Yeah. 
so uh, good on you, Ford, and I look yeah. forward to uh, to checking in. Uh, when you, the more you're telling me about that car, like it starts sounding pretty good. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll I'll look into this. I haven't bought a new truck in seven thousand years. Have you ever had a new truck? Like a new truck? No, um, I never got. I've never got a new truck when when I bought my. God, I've owned a few trucks. I owned a lot of mini trucks when mm-hmm. I used to work in the business. And then I owned a Zuzu Trooper, which was like my transitional mm-hmm. truck where it was like I could still haul a few sacks of ready mix concrete in the back and throw some two by fours up top or stuff some in the whatever. Yeah. But it was still it was enclosed a little bit. Yeah, like I yeah. felt like I was driving a car. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> but either way. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was a piece of shit. I mean, it had a you know red interior. I had a cloth interior. It was red outside. Anyway, um, but at least it felt I had a little better shot at getting laid in that thing that I did my you know Datsun mini pickup trucks. And then I went a long time, and then I got a Ford the Dually. But my thing was sort of like the Dually's a ton of truck. It's a yeah. diesel. It's blah blah blah. We got that a couple years old. Yeah. Why buy that thing new? Yeah. Why not buy it yeah. two years old? It's diesel. I'm not putting a ton of miles on it. Maybe I bought it with like I don't know thirty thousand miles on it. Just not that much. You yeah. know. There's, it's, yeah. It doesn't all the miles matter. have just been the road trips going to the track a few times a year. It's like right. you, all the miles just happen over like two weeks a year. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but this sounds nice, and uh, we got That's good. Uh, we got some auction news coming up that I want to get into. First, I'll tell you about uh, J.B. Weld, proud sponsor of CarCast, the epoxy adhesive brand used by both pros and experienced DIYers, trusted for 50 years plus. I know these guys are the real deal. And you can get it at jbweld.com or wherever O'Reilly, Advanced Auto Parts, Walmart, like wherever you get anything, you get J.B. Weld. So uh, let's see. We've got some... Uh let me give you that. I think I got yep. All right. something in my pile. Um, got some cool cars coming up at Meekum. We're going to have uh, Frank Meekum come in, son of uh, Dana Meekum of uh, Meekum Automotive Auctions. Um, the I was looking up at Meekum, which would traditionally doesn't have a ton of cars that interest us or me traditionally, but they've got some heavy hitters. I mean, they got Ken Miles uh, Ford. GT R the 350R prototype. I mean the one that, you know, Ken Miles put, you know, I well first off it's got a ton of racing miles on it and the Ken Miles story like everyone knows now, but also it was like the test mule for the GT 350R, which I've always thought was a really cool piece and a really cool piece of history and I think they made 34 of them and they they've not really caught up to the market in mm-hmm. my in my world, in my mind. A, yeah. a good Shelby fastback real deal you know made in venice and not in detroit lots of racing history and a very limited number made and Mm -hmm. they you know we've seen them at auctions kind of flatten out at 600 grand or something like that but i feel like that's a million dollar car now that the ken miles test mule with ken miles and that story being out there I, i there's no chris i don't think there's an estimate on that car if i recall if it, if it's on your sheet and there's no estimate, yeah, there or there's uh, yeah. Well, let's no talk estimate. to Frank about it. See if he's got uh, when when he calls in. See if he's got some thoughts on where that's going to go. I mean, there were thoughts on the bullet as well, right? When that sold, right. Uh, but I 
I, I think this is the better car. I mean, you know, I don't know. I just think the racing history is better than the movie history. Well, you got Steve McQueen, and then, you know, there's Ken Miles, and the bullet went for three and a half or three, two, three, three, or something, something like that. I, I, yeah. I don't know. This is there, an, this is an interesting car because first off, it's got a, there's an L88 convertible Corvette with a ton of racing miles at 1967 with a ton of racing miles on it. And that estimate's between four and five million bucks. So are they saying this is going to go for more? Are they saying it's going to go for less? Also, there's the. Um, I didn't know. It, it always yeah. slips my mind that the L88, the big block Corvette, you know, the convertible to go for that kind of money. You know, yeah. because you see so many like Corvettes go across the block, and 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 you know what we're talking about here is a, is a few, you know, some differences, but of course, but uh, and then you know you see the one roll up, and you're like it's four million dollars. You're like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, didn't we just see one roll off of there for forty eight thousand dollars? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's it's not the L A the uh, the L eighty eight. The uh, also that uh, GT. 40 uh Ford GT competition prototype roadster. Does it say that's Ford? The Ken, that's the Ken Miles one. So that's 7.5 to 10 million estimate. This is the Ken Miles one? Or Ken Miles is in the description. I don't know if this is the Ken Miles one you're talking about, but this is a uh, the uh, Wait, so this is a 65. No, no, the, Ken, the Ken Miles one was the Mustang. Oh, excuse me. You're confusing us. I, he could have had something to do with this car, but it's not like Ken yeah. Miles drove this at Lamar or anything like that. It's a it's a it's a Ford GT. I don't know why it doesn't say GT forty. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't say GT forty as well. But what we're looking at it is a vintage car of a GT forty prototype Roadster. Now sixty five was this not the car that was at RM it years is, ago. Is it, it the same car? It, it, it's the same car that I think popped up at Meekum a year ago or two years ago. I don't think it was RM. I think it was uh, Meekum. And I think uh, maybe Dana Meekum owns the car. And I think also this is one of those, um, God damn it. Uh, what's his name? Not Barris, but the other car customizer uh, up on Kawanga that was there for mi- million years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Yeah, Chris will read to, down, it'll, it'll come read to down the thing. But, but but RM, like in 2015, had a, the prototype GT40 was like the Roadster. I don't think it had the uh, the number on the side, but it was white. So maybe it's a different car. I, it may be. This is the one popped up last year at Meekum and then got withdrawn or something like that. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. It didn't well, maybe we can get, get into get the story a little bit with, uh, yeah. from, from Frank. But, yeah, I, they've been getting more of – that's what we've been seeing at Meekum is we've been, the ones we follow are, are the racing cars, and they've been picking up a lot of the American racing cars with some real prestige to them. And uh, they've been uh, – Yeah, Dean yeah, – sorry. Dean Jeffries. Yes. Dean Jeffries. Uh, Dean Jeffries – did a lot of customizing. He was also, uh, by the way, Dean Jeffries, um, as the crow flies, was his shop was a mile and three quarters away from Barris's shop. Hmm. He was like on Coanga 
uh, on the 101 freeway and then Barris is just right to look alike, like North Hollywood, just boom, just like right yeah. there. Like you you could get from Dean Jeffries to Barris' shop, not take the freeway for sure. You wouldn't take the freeway. Just cut cut up Kawanga or something or cut, cut down, yeah. uh, I don't know, whatever it was and, and cross over into Toluca Lake. But, but he had this car sitting around for a long period of time and then he actually put some sort of NASCAR engine or something into it once and I remember I would talk to guys and they're like there's a Ford GT that's just there at Dean Jeffrey's shop mm-hmm. and the, he had that big damnation alley big truckster thing super truckster mobile you ever see that thing yeah it's not it's not really ringing a bell oh, I, I think we've looked it up but. damnation alley super truckster it was like <laughs> parked in his parking lot for 30 years you know um oh is that is that it that's it yeah he'll get get the side shot or whatever yeah, yeah it's like some kind of big super Stupid movie truckster, but whatever. <laughs> he, it was parked there for a minute. Anyway, the Ford GT was parked there. I I think at some point somebody got hold of it and said we got to put it all back to how it was. Yeah, can't have the NASCAR engine or the four camera in there. Or whatever, whatever he was doing. That's right, the right. story. Of course, that's where the money is. But it, it, yeah, it's right. uh, it's, uh, it's good. It's it's good. It's like it. you're right. And the, the big <laughs> the movie car things don't do much for me. No, they don't do much for me either. It, but what they are is, so you and I like the stuff with the story, but we like the stuff with the story that has to do with Pete Brock, yeah, or some other guy like that, or Ken Miles, or something like that. The movie stuff, you could go outside of the studio and talk to lay people and go, you know that movie Bullet? Yeah. You know the Mustang? Yeah. Yeah. But you could go, you know Pete Brock is who? Yeah. You know BRE what? <laughs> no. Yeah. And so that's that's the problem. So now what we're thinking is, is yeah, but Pete Brock will, will have his day. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Ken Miles. Look, nobody knew Ken Miles' name. Yeah, I made a fucking documentary basically about Ken Miles, so I would tell everyone Ken Miles, the Ken Miles story. It's like oh. now everyone's like, oh yeah, Ken Miles. Yeah, my mom just watched it. She watched Ford v Ferrari. She said, uh, interesting story about that Ken fella. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, uh, go watch the twenty four hour war. You're old. You're in quarantine. You can't go anywhere. You have no choice, lady. Mm. And then she sent me a text, and I was like, I didn't know she texted. Hmm. And then she sent me a text. She said, I watched the movie. I thought it was fantastic, better than Ford v. Ferrari. Wow. I the said, uh, Wait. Yeah. Oh, better than watched, Ford yeah. v. Ferrari. Sorry. So, yeah, the old hmm. lady thought the doc was better than the feature film. Nice. Well, you guys can go to chassis.com and get it. I think we'll even That's a true it. story. I'm get not just Blu-ray. selling the doc. I have uh, never had a conversation with anyone in my family about any of those movies. <laughs> Can you imagine just making documentaries and never having a conversation yeah. about it? I mean, I had follow-up questions like, I didn't know you had Netflix. Am I paying for that? I didn't know you had a <laughs> cell phone. Am I paying for that? <laughs> I, I had all of the. And it turns out I am. But uh, uh, I was just curious as to uh, where she was finding all this stuff. And she said it was great. There's also a Lamborghini GT 2 plus 2 with uh, 20,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, the 400. The 400 got GT. got a big range, 450 to 650. Uh, yeah. 650 is a little ambitious, I would say. But 
We'll talk to Frank when he comes up. You know what those ranges are. It's like they're going to get the car in there. They've got to set an estimate. And then the seller wants six fifty. Mm-hmm. And the guys at the auction are a little more reasonable. They're like, we got to have a four in front of this. Mm, right. You know? and, and then they end up with the big range. Right. right. You're going, well, one of them is the reasonable auctioneer. The other one is the slightly less rational seller. And that's, that's where we come up with. Has with the this. car it been? Good. It looks good. Has the car been restored, Max Pana? You can read about yeah, it. Yeah, looking pretty good. Unrestored original condition. Yeah, I'm not buying it. We'll talk. Uh, so we'll, whenever uh, Frank Meekham pops up, you'll put him up. That's right. And uh, I'll tell you guys about uh, Bet Online. No shortage of action at BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly coming back. UFC really didn't miss a beat. They just changed their format real fast. NASCAR kind of did that. They're mm-hmm. back. Boxing, soccer. Bet online is the best odds for uh, upcoming games. Need more? Bet online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC daily. Also, live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag. Use your uh, mobile device and join with promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. So you sign up. And you get a bonus, and you can get started. Visit betonline.ag, Eric Sousa partner at Podcast One. And don't forget, promo code Podcast One for your sign-up bonus today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Have some fun out there do with they, Bet Online, man. Do they do a lot of racing stuff, too? Because F1 starts this oh, weekend, yeah. and uh, yeah. Indy's in action, and uh, Indy 500 is, is moving forward with limited capacity. Yeah. You know, yeah, so you there's a lot, do, of, a lot of racing. Put a little, put a little do rave me down on any of those. Sean uh, bought me a Dodge Rampage. <laughs> Did you see that vehicle? I, I, I pulled up and the gate was closed, and I looked at it. I giggled, and then I had to come here and do do the show. And I was going to go back, and I was going to go. Hey Sean, there's a little Dodge in the re- in the parking lot. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> <laughs> you forget how small. A mini truck was in 1984. Yeah. Now, my size hasn't really changed since 1984, but I was forced to stuff my ass in all those <laughs> mini trucks back then with the bench seats and the they're just small. Did you sit in this one? Did you? Did you I have? Didn't even, I didn't even climb into it yet. But um, a little PTSD on how to get in there. That the truck. I mean, my '79 standard bed Datsun mini truck was goddamn mini. I mean, I mm-hmm. had the seat, the bench. It was funny when you'd slide the whole seat forward, passenger and driver's seat, and then slid the whole thing back, just boom. Yeah. It just hit that bulkhead in the back. Your head would just go against the window. There was no headrest. Yeah. It seems illegal. You know, Chris, see if you could look this up. Uh, SEMA show last year, SEMA uh, 2019, Mike Copeland built a Dodge Rampage. The name of his company is is uh, it's, it's slipping my mind, but it was red, and I think they did a rear mount engine with uh, with a transaxle. And Jesus we had talked that this is it. So this is it. This is a batshit crazy rampage. <laughs> But I just love that we were literally talking last year about the Rampage, and I go to the SEMA show, and this thing is front and center on the main floor, like near the Ford booth in Edelbrock, 
and uh, he's got this this you know uh, click on the the close up of the engine and the transaxle. Yeah, see in the back, he's got a big <laughs> and it <laughs> with big big with, stacks. Yeah, he's got and yeah, injection. He's got velocity stacks on it, injection, and and it's got like when you get into the specs of of what he built on it, it's nuts. The whole thing is nuts, but it was it was just. I just walked up to it and I laughed. I was like, this is a rampage. We literally just were on the air like two weeks earlier ago. We were talking about the rampage and your love of the rampage. And then we saw this thing there. Well, I like the Shelby rampage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't there. It wasn't the Shelby. You could going? do a Shelby clone really kind of drive up the value. <laughs> we're going to have Sean clone that thing up. Yeah. So that you the, could spend 18 grand and get back 500. What year is this uh, <laughs> rampage? Because it looks about the same as my rampage. Yeah, I don't know. Canal. Canal. It, it looks it about the same body style. Yeah. yeah. Sean was nice. He said, it's been five years. Uh, I'm just saying thanks. Yeah. I said, thanks. There's a rampage. And I said, uh, Lynette got me a rampage earlier in the week, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, Sean said, uh, oh, thanks for letting me do my thing, you know? And I said, um, for all those. That's fantastic. For all those who think I'm, see, everyone thinks I'm a micromanager. It's like, oh, he's always telling everyone what to do. Yeah. Uh, but there's this caveat. When you know what to do yeah. and you do it well consistently, guess who shuts up? Yeah, you. Yes, the people who I'm always telling what to do are fucking up all the time. Right. The people that don't fuck up all the time don't get told what to do because that would be a waste of my time. Yes. In Sean's world, you're absolutely right, uh, except when it comes to wheels and tires. You don't actually shut the fuck up on wheels and tires because you love 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 wheels and tires yeah i i do but you know i i i just gotta i you know i tell sean you know we got the porsche gt3 cup car the newman whatever and i'm thinking about taking it out and i was like pop pop all four tires and uh look at them and then get on the blower with kraus and see what's going to take to get some new rubber on there and uh, then he goes and then he does it like i'm not not trying to reinvent uh, the wheel, pardon <laughs> yeah. the pun. But uh, it doesn't look like we're going to be taking that car. Yeah, well, we've got the 510 registered for the race. And we're, right, we're because, because what I have been saying all along is if you're not going to do Rolex Historics and you're going to do some sort of fun driver appreciation thing the week before, um, that's fine, but... If it's going to attract the guys who aren't going to be able to do the historics now, those guys are going to want to race and not just have a fun driver appreciation track day that we're calling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eventually, ultimately, these things are going to break off into run groups. And then also someone's going to have to throw a stopwatch. I mean, it, it, we're going to have to there's going to be a first, second, and a third. You know, it's like we're going to have to figure this out once everyone goes out on the track. And now they're like, eh, we're going to have run groups and we're going to have timing and we're going to. And I'm like, yeah, okay, good. This I, is what I it reached out been. to our buddy Rob uh, over at Z Car Garage and he said, hey, come out to the event and uh, we're trying to put a run group together. And he sent me a picture of a 510. I think he just finished and he's going to be bringing it out for the first time. I just texted the photo to Kalen. I don't know. Kalen will have to figure out how to get it off his phone and up, up on the screen. But uh, he's trying to get a nice group of 510s going because he finished this car as well. 
Um, uh, I didn't get into the car too much, but when you see it, you you will probably know it more th- more than I will. Um, but uh, it, it'd be nice to get a couple cars out there to let them I, I think sort that's of stretch their I, legs. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, well, it's not really stretch their legs. It's like we want to race. Yeah, but I just meant like you're bringing yours for the first time. He's bringing his for the first time. You right. Know, you know, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're ready. They're track prep, but both of them haven't really right hit seen any any real drive time since the restorations of these so yeah, yeah well, not be... even since <laughs> just never <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah i know what you mean since yeah rampage yeah. details it's a 1984 by the way same year i got the 392 oh, yeah. hemi in there in a transaxle yeah. bay area Datsun dealers huh Time to look at that. Uh, yeah, it looks good. I mean, no wing, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, it looks good. He looks like he's got it set up pretty pretty well. Yeah, it's got, again, it's it's funny. It's like uh, white, red, white, and blue. Like, touches a red, yeah, main blue, body white, hard, blue, 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 blue on the side. It's like, again, if you want to race Dotsons in the 60s and in the 70s, here's your palette. Red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. That's the flag of the country you bombed a few years earlier. So <laughs> we need you to incorporate that yeah. into your scheme. Yeah. It's a very subtle, I'm, I'm sorry? or <laughs> Well, it's funny because the sponsorship is the Bay Area Dotson dealers, which is like, right. So like when you see... What's his name? Dave Stone out there, and he's got his God. I can't remember his his yellow and black. Yeah, his yellow car. Oh, that's yellow and black. Well, why isn't that? Well, that's just a privateer. Mm-hmm. He's not representing Dotson. Dotson. He doesn't have the backing of Dotson. I don't think. You see mm. what I'm saying? Which so, one was first? His yellow one or the BRE yellow one? Like, was one influenced by the other? Like, we think the story of the yellow one is where they raced it and the flag and the whole thing, or was his, do you think, was influence going, well, there's another yellow one. We don't want to do red, white, and blue. Maybe yellow is the privateer colors, they were thinking. I don't I, know the story. Is. No, I, I think I know the story. Max Pata has something on there that says 73-260Z, but I'm not sure what. He does have a yellow and black 260Z that he races in Monterey, so I didn't know. Who that. does? Dave Stone. Oh. That's what I thought you were No, 510. Remember. He has a 510. Oh, I see, well, that. I, th- I see that as well. Yeah. That one is restored by Troy Ermish. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Who's, whose Frank, car was that? Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at it, but Frank Sons, we're going to let him in. Give us okay. a 10 seconds. you find it. I think you can find it. That's What's his name's car? Yeah, god damn it. He's a famous guy. Hold on one second, Frank. Max Pato, what is that guy, what is that driver's name? It's a, he won the championship in that thing in like, I don't know, 71 or something like that. Uh, but no, that car, we met the driver. He's at the track. He was a famous guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take a look. He, he, that car, the BRE yellow car was going off to like Jamaica or something, and that's why it was that color. Yeah, like it was going out of the country. Yeah, that part we we remember. So I didn't it, know. I it, didn't know the Dave Stone story. The Dave Stone story car. is what? It's got to have his name right up there. It's a famous guy, David Frelson. Frelson. Okay. Yeah, Dave Frelson. He won the championship in that car. Yeah. All right. Hey, Frank. How are you? Make sure the. Uh, uh, I don't uh, think uh, he can hear us, but we'll try to work this. You should be able to hear us, Frank. Can you hear Frank? If he turn your if he, and, uh, there you go, Frank. Talk to me. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. Put him All on right. hold for a second, so we can work that out. 
Yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I know he should be able to hear us. Yeah. I totally agree. On yeah, that we just concept. worked at it. We just worked but at it a minute if, ago. If he can hear us, it's very strange. His reaction is strange. <laughs> That's what I'm going <laughs> to say. Get All right, let me just do this then. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, uh, Geico right now. Geico is offering an uh, an extra fifteen percent on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? For your dog to make you breakfast in bed? Well, <laughs> that's never going to happen. So saving money can and saving money can happen now. There's never been a better time. Just switch to Geico. If you want to save your extra 15%, you want to go on before uh, or by October 7th. So just go to geico.com for more information. Go to geico.com to save that 15%. All right, we'll see if we can uh, work the details out with Frank. Yeah, Dave Frelson championship car, but but not with the backing of Dotson, mm-hmm. as far as I know. So not like a team car or, or back car or whatever. So he's privateer, so he can paint his car whatever he wanted, like um, Transcendental Racing did with the orange yeah. 240Z. That's just whatever color they wanted it. So Interesting. Uh, now, your mic, yeah, well, now your mic went away. I'll talk to uh, I'll talk to Frank Meekum. Frank, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Good. Now we can't hear Matt the yeah. moderator. Oh, there oh, we there go. We're back. Good. Yeah. Thanks we got for this. thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Uh, the uh, I've been looking at your lineup of cars coming up for the thirty uh, third original Spring Classic, July tenth through the eighteenth in Indianapolis. Um, and a lot of guys are getting a lot of high-end consignments uh, these days. And we're looking at stuff like the uh, GT40 competition uh, prototype uh, Roadster, which do you guys, does your family own that car? Yeah, that is actually out of my uh, father's personal collection. Hey, Matt, what's yeah. your dad doing with his Ford GT40 uh, <laughs> prototype? Is it still around? Or? Uh, yeah, I, uh, he hasn't mentioned it in a while. I think it's just kind of sitting, you know, mm. maybe it's just sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad has a Ferrari LM uh, two fifty that he's just kind of kicking around to. I was yeah, thinking about getting into that. Thing. He's he actually texted me. He was wondering why you're not so interested in it. Uh, I'm a Datsun guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. So we all <laughs> now that car. We, we've we've yeah. always practiced what we preach. We're we're car guys through and through. We we live this deal. So is um, that that car was at Dean Jeffries for a million years, right? For, forever. That's that's the the three owners of that car are Carol Shelby, Dean Jeffries, and Dana Meekum. And the story goes that Dean Jeffries was going to put some sort of super four cam engine in it, like Indy engine he, or NASCAR engine had, in it. He had crazy ideas and just never got to the car. Um, when we got the car about uh, say eight years ago, um, it. We went through a total restoration of the car and have had a lot of great success with it, being able to compete at it shows, and and it's it's time to do something different. What uh, engine is in it now? Like how period correct or what numbers it, matching? It's, it's got the it's it doesn't have the numbers matching motor, but it has it has the all the correct everything on the car is correct. The engine, the the restoration, the body, um, everything was done to. Uh, how it raced at Lamar. What was the story like? I so I grew up in North Hollywood, right? And I grew up four miles away from Dean Jeffrey's shop. And I grew up with some guys that were into Ford GT40s, and there was always 
like in the 80s, like their whispers, there's a GT40 somewhere in that building. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing with it. He's turning into a dune buggy. <laughs> What's going on with yeah. that? Now, this is, planter. this is back it's when a-, a GT40 was eh, 500 grand, but still, that was the, I was making eight bucks an hour. That was like yeah. a big deal that there was a GT. How long did Dean Jeffries own that car approximately? Oh, he had it uh, probably close to... Uh, 20, 25 <laughs> years? Do we read his lips? Did it say 25 I, I, years? I got 25. We no, over, sorry, I, I lost it there. Uh, Dean owned the car for over 35 years. Oh. Wow. Yep. That is, and and so your family acquired it about eight years ago. Yep. So yep. we can, uh, so he, let, let's just say he let it go in 2010. So he got it. He got like eighty five, if that's the math. But but you guys bought. Oh no, he got it in seventy five. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, you guys acquired what? You guys like a bucket of bolts and a body? Like what? A little more than a bucket of bolts and a body, but something in between that. Because you were saying it was a big restoration, but this wasn't. It was in pieces, right? You had a there was some assembly required. Yes, there was a lot of assembly required, but it wasn't it wasn't just in a box, but it was it was uh it was a lot of work and but it it everything was there um and everything was in great condition to start with. So it's a beautiful car. I mean it it makes it's a there's the the best <clears throat> my opinion, the best look of a car is a targa. I don't like the mm-hmm. full, you know, convertible. Yeah. But I love that targa look, especially the Lama sort of in the in the targa format. And and then that car and the blue interior and the white, it's a great combo, that car. That car raced at Le Mans in, in what year, and then who was driving it? Uh, the What year did that raced in Le Mans? Let's see, it would have been uh, 60, in 66? Yeah, that's not makes yep. sense. Yep, yep. And And who drove it and who backed it? It was it was Shelby backed race car. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was Shelby. It was a Shelby uh, car. Um, I don't have. I don't remember who the driver was. But, and it, it uh, was a small. It was a small block car. Correct. Right. So two eighty nine or two sixty. I'm trying to think. Yep. And uh, and it and it competed Le Mans, and so it has a Le Mans history. Yep. They only built three of them, uh, and only two of them exist. I think the, I think that car still, still a good buy at somewhere around ten million bucks. Is that where the range is? Yeah, that's. I mean, to look at other Lamar uh, history cars and other uh, GT forties of of provenance, that's that's definitely in the range. Uh, the Shelby GT three fifty R prototype, the Ken Miles sort of test mule. Um, now, I've always said that I think that GT350Rs in general are a little undervalued because they made like 34 or 36 of them. I, can, I think they made 34 of them. And I've always felt like they weren't going for as much as they could have gone for. But now this is Ken Miles. This is prototype. This is test mule. And this is after Ford v. Ferrari. Exactly. Uh, that's what I've said all along during this promotion with the uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie coming out and – Ken Miles' name getting into the mainstream. Um, you know, Ken Miles has always been known by the hardcore uh, car guys and hardcore Shelby guys. But outside of that, 
most people wouldn't have heard of him. Um, but now with after the movie, uh, his name being out there and, and associated this car, it's it's really kept the promotion going. With it. What do you estimate this car at? Wow, that's that's really a hard hard one to hit. Uh, you look at the big Mustang sales of the last couple of years. We sold the '67 Shelby Super Snake for 2.2 million uh, two and a half years ago now, and with the Bullet selling in January for uh, three and a half million, uh, this car is going to be right up there with with those two cars. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's it, you're right. It's it's a tough one to figure out what the number is going to be, but uh, I would imagine when you when you bring in a high profile car like this to auction, you probably are talking to a few clients of yours that are p- going to be potential bidders. They have some idea of what it's going to be, and you know, and sure. the rumors about what that's going to be is enough for somebody to say, yeah, let's bring it to auction. Let's see what it does. Because if everybody's this, going, this, hey, it's 500 grand, they're like, ah, I'm not going to bring it. You know, This this car will definitely go down as, as one of the probably top two Mustang sales of all time. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> listen, I, I have a bunch of race cars, so I'm always rooting for, for race cars. And, you know, the race car market has gone from sort of who cares to being the top one's top sellers at any auction i mean you have a you have a corvette l88 convertible that's estimated to go between four and five million you got the competition prototype roadster the gt40 and then you got the prototype you got the Mustang. i mean the, the top three here are all are all race cars how come on your website it doesn't say gt40 it says ford gt competition because uh, the the first uh, Ford GTs and the prototypes were actually uh, Ford GTs. They were called Ford GTs, not GT40s. GT40 came after that. I'm guessing because there was no roof on it, and that's the 40 <laughs> inches. And then no, they, even even the uh, regular prototype Ford GTs were were known originally as Ford GTs. Oh, and that's why when Ford came out in 2005, 2006 with the Ford GT. Uh, that's why they went back to calling it the Ford GT. Yeah, well, they made it very confusing because all of these cars pop up at auction now. When we say Ford GT, we oftentimes refer, usually refer to the newer car, and uh, the GT40s yep. were the older cars. Um, we also and the see newer cars have become become some of the most collectible cars out there right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we we also saw this uh, the sixty seven Lamborghini four hundred GT on on your list, and uh, one of the things we've noticed is uh, we're starting to see more and more vintage European cars show up at the Meekum auctions, and I would argue that yeah. that maybe not known for having those types of cars uh, compared to some of the stuff we you know the other. Uh, competitors out there that we've seen like in Monterey sure. and stuff. But uh, 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 tell us why you, you guys have this car there. This is, uh, these European cars are doing better for you guys now. We've, we've, we've always had these cars, but you know, our bread and butter's always been American muscle cars and uh, American, you know, the American uh, genre, but we've always had the big classics, the European sports cars, and we've we've always been uh, a leader in all of them. But, you know, our brand is so strong with one thing you don't associate with that. But we've always been able to uh, compete with the other companies for those cars. And as we as we continue to grow and, and uh, uh, 
lead the way with a lot of these cars, uh, you're going to see more and more of them. And this car is also coming out of the John Otzbach collection that has the uh, 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 Cobra R, or not the Cobra R, but the uh, uh, GT350R. Oh, GT350R. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, right. Yeah. So we see the relationship there. And, and Chris, yeah. you mentioned that it was an unrestored original car, but you showed us the pictures. That's a that's a sharp-looking car. Yeah. Like, it's it, a very well-maintained. The John Otzbach collection, Every what I keep telling people, you look at his whole collection, every one of his cars would be the cornerstone of anybody's collection. Uh, so it's, it's going to be great when we get to Indy and finally get to offer his collection. How's it working these days uh, with a lot of people shifting to online, uh, other companies like Bring a Trailer, having like an online business plan? Um, I've seen a lot of the big companies, big auction companies, Gooding, RM and stuff like that. They're now having a lot of online mm-hmm. presence. Um, how, how's it working with Meekum? Uh, you know, it's like everybody else, uh, it changes daily, uh, the direction you're going in with the, with the current climate. Um, but we've, we've been able to hold fast and, and we're getting into being able to have live auctions again, and we're going to be tying in uh, a lot more absentee bidding with phones and internet, uh, tied along with the live auctions, which, which has been working great. Adam bought the, uh, the 2000, uh, Paul Newman Porsche GT3. Uh, car from you guys and uh, we did yep. that one over the phone uh, uh, and it was a, it was an easy process and yeah over the next I don't know 18 months do you see your business model shifting do you think the live auctions are really going to pick up again or do you think that uh, I don't know what the numbers were but if if 40 percent of your business was was outside was phone and internet do you think it's all going to be 50 percent going forward and that's going to be the new norm well, uh, we just had a live auction last weekend in Jefferson, North Carolina. We sold, uh, it was the Eddie Vinoy collection. It was one collection that we sold on site um, where we had a live attendance, which was great. And people were able to go online and buy a lot of the memorabilia that went along with it. And it it just seemed uh, a great, uh, great to get back to the the auction business and everybody was excited to be there, but you will see, uh, we did see a big tick up in internet buying and people on the phones. Uh, I would say the old rate was probably 90, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do expect to see that to go up. Uh, but over the next six months, we'll see how much it does go up. It, it's fun going to the events. I like going to the events, but there I is agree. something kind of, I agree. You, you know. <laughs> I, we've been to a million of them and we, we love it. And also, you know, you don't want people at home bidding online because they're not as drunk. That's you know right. what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. want that buzzed factor. Yeah. And, and it makes it more entertaining for sure when you're across the room looking at the other guy. Is he bidding with the cocktail in his hand or not? Because <laughs> you're full-blown alky if you're just at home and it's noon and you're in your sweatpants and you got a highball in your hand. But if you're on site, that's fine. That's fine. That's like brunch. <laughs> hey, Frank, thanks for uh, joining us. Us. We'll be watching uh, and we'll be monitoring for sure July uh, 10th to the 18th in uh, Indianapolis because there's so many cool, cool cars up there. Big, high dollar, cool cars. And uh, I agree. I, I'm going to be rooting for that Ken Miles Mustang. And uh, I predict that when that thing goes for a big number, all the other guys with the 
GTR yeah. non Ken Miles cars are going to be happy that they spent uh, five seventy five for theirs because uh, it's just going to pop everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, up. Good, good luck with the auction, and especially good luck on on your guys's uh, personal uh, uh, four GT. Yeah, thank me, you, thank Meekum. you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, Meekum dot com is where you go. All right, let me hit uh, McGuire's. If you do get that four GT, you're going to want to uh, wax it up. Car waxes come a long way, man. Last year, McGuire's introduced hybrid ceramic spray wax. It's advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability. No rubbing, curing, or buffing. Remember, you used to have to do that. Just like wait, yeah, rub it out. Just you gotta wait let it for kind the of big fog up and yeah. Provides extreme water beating action. This year, McGuire's launched their liquid version. Seals the paint for long-lasting protection against elements. Easy to use. Apply like traditional liquid wax. Also, hybrid ceramic spray detailer. I love spray detailer. I love the Meguiar's. I love the way it smells. Yeah. How about that? You know, the ceramic uh, coating has been a big thing of, of recent, uh, the past few years. But having a DIY version, because you have to have it professionally installed. But now having a DIY version, I think, is good. Removes uh, contaminants like dust, fingerprints, uh, bird droppings, boost gloss, enhances protection. Ceramic made easy. That's McGuire's. Yeah. So it's that God. So uh, Dean Jeffries had that thing. <laughs> so did he have that thing from 1977? It sounds because sounds I'm, about yeah, 78. Yeah. You know, I'm doing the math because um, the yeah. point is, is Dean Jeffries. So that thing races Le Mans in 66, let's say. Uh, 10, 11 years later, Dean Jeffries gets hold of, hold of it. Yeah. For nothing. I mean, it wasn't, I'm wasn't, sure. It wasn't yeah. worth anything. Yeah. And then it sits for 35 years in and, Dean Jeffries' shop. And he futzes around with it a little bit, an engine out, engine in, this out, this out, this in, this out. And like you said, and all the rumors start to accumulate. And Well, he's a customizer. Yeah. So he's not going to restore <laughs> the car. He's going to put a NASCAR engine. Uh, yeah. I think the story was he had some crazy, like, indie 4 cam something. Yeah. That well, now that's a cool engine, though. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, I, I agree. Where's that engine? But uh, – <laughs> Then uh, they get it, and they have to put the whole thing back together. And it's a good-looking car. If it ran at Le Mans, Max Apata can look it up. It probably – I'm guessing it didn't finish at Le Mans because a lot of those cars back then had issues. If you had to guess, what do you think Dana Meekum is into on this car and then the the restoration? Well – Let's, eight, eight years ago. Let's let's just let's just do this math. The <laughs> restoration it's a it's a two eighty nine yeah. small block yeah. with a with a uh, probably forty four uh, Webers you know with with forty four downdraft Webers like four forty four Webers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's and, and, and you know blackjack headers. No, no, you got to do the bundle of snakes. Yeah, but the yeah. point is, is you're, it's a Ford engine, right? Do you know what I mean, right? So there's that. The switches all on the dash are from the fucking parts bin. I mean, that's like from a from a Mustang mm-hmm. from 1965, you know, or or whatever the Galaxy or something. You know what I mean? That so you can source like all that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. The the paint is the paint, the body's the body. Right. I mean, it's work, but it's it's. You could do it cheaper, and you could do a Lamborghini yeah. Miura, right? Yeah, and and if a lot of 
uh, the, the pieces are there. Again, you know, you, you want to use as much. This is one of those restorations where you want to use as much as possible. Like yeah. if, if the headers are there, you, you know, you, you blast them, you send them out, you get them coded, you bring them back. Like, you, you know, you do it all. You bang some of the what? dents out it of them. It was entered in 65 and it didn't finish? What? Uh, Who <laughs> knew? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, if, yeah. first off, it came in third overall we'd be hearing about it <laughs> right i'm not besmirching the car but no those like, it's early- a lamar car it's a cool car it's shelby <laughs> owned d jeffrey owned those early cars had issues and yeah probably didn't finish with one of those those issues it probably didn't make it halfway into it but either way it, it's a lamar history mm-hmm. gt40 and for that it's worth a lot um so i you know to restore a car like that is it's not not doing a vw bug but it's not inherently more than – I would say it's inherently less than doing a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or, or partially less, you know? Yes. The, the the complication would be if they got the car and it was basically like a roller and they got a tons of parts and they really kind of had to go through through yeah. to sort of authenticate the parts and well, go, yeah, this switch fell off of whatever this switch was. they probably get it done for – So there's some time involved. Yeah. I had 250, 300 grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. What do you think they bought that car for eight years ago? Uh, n- not over three million bucks. Yeah, under mm. three million bucks. I I would say, and therefore there's going to be a lot of lot of upside. Yeah, if they're into it for three to four million, and they're looking for eight to ten, seven yeah. to ten. I think it's. I think they're gonna make a nice profit, and I also think the person who owns that car is gonna going to do okay i think they'll do too. okay in that car i think that i think that's a car worth buying even at that price um so how many laps in maxipata you want to take a guess Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez how many how many laps in did that car make it i uh we'll figure that out um i think you'd hear more about it if it if it did 20 hours of the 24 right i i think it's I'm going to say sub-12 hours. <laughs> it didn't go half. Yeah, I'm going to go sub-12. I'm going to go 37 laps in. <laughs> All right. I'll be a little more generous. I will say 11. Yes. I see. Well, yeah, the racers finished. It's 11 laps before it didn't, did not finish. Didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> 11 laps. Would have been uh, about a about an hour and ten minutes in. I'm um, I'm guessing yeah, it's a it's gearbox about, two hours. About uh, that's it two hours. Yeah, but it's less than two hours because uh, they round that, it. Those those cars. Well, they tried to fix the gearbox for the last you know <laughs> thirty four. Yeah, trying to. And then they said, ah, we're out officially." I, so I two think, hours. I think those cars were doing about seven or eight minutes a lap. Uh, I guess. So mm-hmm. you know, seven and a half times eleven. You know, or your yeah. 80, 80 minutes. 11 laps. All right. Well. It showed up. It entered. Hopefully that's on Wikipedia and not in the description for the auction. <laughs> that is in Wikipedia. Yes. Okay. The, the auction, it's the only roaster. It's the only roaster that ran them <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know uh, the Ford GT versus the GT40. No, I didn't know I didn't, that story. I, I thought all that. the old ones were GT40s. All right. Let me hit uh, JB Weld DIY projects to get through. Want to save some money, avoid paying the repairman, and avoid having that guy in your house. That's smelly repairman in mm. your house. Mm-hmm. Big or small repairs, home or garage, ordinary household glue. Well, it's got the word ordinary in it. We don't want that. 
We want JB Well. We're proud to have these guys as a sponsor. They're great, as we're talking about SEMA. There's a high chance you're going to need this on your new rampage. <laughs> JB Weld. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna use it. I, I look, it's proudly made in the U.S. It's been around for 50 years. Um, I know these guys. We hung out at uh, SEMA. I I think I just wandered into their booth. I can't even remember if you were with me. I had about 20 minutes to kill. Were you yeah. with me? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just wandering around. I was yeah. like, oh, hey, it's JB Well, and I start talking to the owner. And next thing you know, here they are: wood, plastic, <laughs> metal, whatever. It's it's a beautiful country. Whatever you want to glue, don't glue it, man. JB Weld at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Michaels, and more. So, um, got this uh, race coming up. That'll be fun. We're trying for this uh, modern Trans Am race, but we're still kind of little radio silence. Not heard anything back about that. Not even, it's up on the events calendar yeah what is it september Laguna Seca? no it's december december Laguna Seca. it was the beginning of a december um the car was entered at le mans as the ford gt40 spider oh by yes. by ford france i feel like we're a little bit more right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like we're a little more Vindicated. And they, included, they included that when it was at Kissimmee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2018. It was on there, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, we saw that that auction there. Max Batty, see how my life works wherever I go? Huh? <laughs> There's usually something there. That's why I continue to look. Continue That's to right. look. Yeah, just take another beat. Just look. Because we looked at that auction because the Ford v. Ferrari, the nice recreated Superformance was that uh, 2018 was kissing me? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, was it last? Yeah, because we we screened we screened Shelby and we talked to Lance Stander right. from uh, Superformance. All right, you can go to uh, adamcrawler.com and find out live shows coming up in Dallas and Tempe got moved, and so check that out. I'm your emotional support animal. Uh, it's going to be re back in stock at Amazon soon ish, but you can go ahead and get the audio book anyway, since that's so different from the written. Listen to that and get the written book, and you can get that at Audible as well. Leave a review on Amazon. I read your reviews, and I, I thank you for that. And you can go to Chassis and check out all the movie docs, and go to our go to our YouTube page and see all the stand up over there. What do you got, man? Uh, uh, driving some more cars and uh, posting everything up on my uh, social media motorator. So check that out. So till next time, Adam Corolla for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Hey guys, let me tell you about Geico. Right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? You're waiting for your dog to make you breakfast in bed? Well, that's not going to happen. But saving money can. There's never been a better time now to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com for more information. That's geico.com. 